munchies. Episode 11. On these episodes, you will be seen shotgunned on my adventures of exploring restaurants in the past few weeks. Albeit, I am not a certified food critic, but I do eat a lot, and some would say I do have a certain set of skills. <laughs> not really sure what those are, but nor am I a yelper like the majority of the residents of South Park, Colorado. But I do love trying new restaurants and food, so I definitely enjoy. Our first stop is Appalachian. Appalachian is located in Chicago's vibrant Andersonville neighborhood, a 75-seat bistro serving food and wine with a sense of place. Led by Chef Jesse Williams and featuring a menu of approachable and rustic dishes, they encourage their guests to sip and savor appetizers, entrees, and other shareable plates featuring the fine cheeses and wines you'll find at their retail locations. I went here with a couple of friends from out of town. Uh, two were from Minneapolis and one was from Milwaukee. Absolutely fantastic. It was the perfect little quaint brunch place. Walk in, it's a huge wine bar, so we actually got a chance to get a seat pretty close to the window. Just very perfect for like 11 o'clock brunch after a long work day the day before. I ended up ordering the quiche, which is a house-made daily and a little side salad. The thing I remember is that there was a vegetable in the salad that none of us could figure out what the vegetable was. It was like red and white. It was so interesting. I even asked the waitress and she didn't know. After taking a bite into it, it was radish. But, you know, it's always fun to not know what you're eating until you take a bite of it. <laughs> but to be honest, I was absolutely in love with the wine bar. My uncle builds wine cellars and basements for a living. So I've uh, had an eye for different wine bars and racks, etc., and theirs is just absolutely gorgeous. If you have a chance, definitely go check out Appalachian in Andersonville. Up next is Bandera. Bandera's Chicago location is perched high above Michigan Avenue, just north of the river at Grand Avenue. While you're here, you get to enjoy live jazz music nightly as you look out onto the street below. The skillet cornbread is a must-have, arriving at your table right from the oven. A large selection of hearty salads are perfect for lunch, and dinner, try their signature rotisserie chicken or barbecue beef ribs. I actually went here with a couple friends. When I walked in, really didn't know what I was expecting. The entrance is the same entrance of Men's Warehouse, but you have to go up an escalator to get there, so it just caught me a little bit off guard. We walk in, and it's just fantastic. They have a live jazz band playing, dark, atmospheric, so I think was the mix of the atmosphere, the jazz band, and the menu. It's very basic, I feel. It's not over-the-top, uh, elegant, or anything of that nature. So it was a very odd choice of mixture, but I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. We, of course, end up getting the iron skillet cornbread because you pretty much have to if you go to Bandera, right? And this place is a wine bar, too. So we're right in my alley, and I decided to pair some wine with Stortisserie lamb sandwich, which had roasted peppers and arugula on it. So this was something that was interesting. It was very pleasant, very plain, very straightforward, but fantastic presentation. I just absolutely loved the food there. Things everyone else got and shared at the table looked phenomenal. I will definitely be going back. I've actually been there back since for a, a quick drink after brunch, but I'm definitely looking forward to eating more at Bandera.
Up next on our adventure is my stop at Pot Pan. Pot Pan Thai has been named Select Cuisine by the Ministry of Commerce of Thailand. Let me repeat that, the Ministry of Commerce of Thailand. The National Food Institute's prestigious, quote, the Pride of Thailand Certificate of Excellence, end quote, is given to quality restaurants using Thai products and ingredients. The Institute recognizes outstanding restaurant owners who bring the true flavor of Thai cuisine to the table and reflect Thailand as a land of tasty products and fine ingredients. Let me tell you a secret. This place did not let down. I actually was having lunch with a friend and she wanted to buy me lunch because she owed me like a favor. So we ended up choosing a Thai place that was kind of right up our alley. This place, Pot Pan in Wicker Park, absolutely fantastic. Very quaint, very small. Uh, we happened to be like the only ones in there when we arrived. So you got to kind of sit wherever you want. So my friend decided to choose a table by the window, which makes sense, except for the fact that she was like under a tree and half time I'm looking at her, the tree is like covering her face. But <laughs> other than that, it makes it more authentic being a part of Thailand. But this food was absolutely fantastic. A lunch special, even greater. Uh, I ended up going there with a desire for some pad thai or something of that nature, but I ended up getting something a little bit different. I ended up getting a green curry, super spicy, and then you get a free appetizer or soup, so I actually got the crab rangoons. Just absolutely fantastic. If you're looking for a great lunch spot in Wicker Park, definitely check out Pot Pan. Up next is a fun little steakhouse we like to call Gibson's. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's one of the staples of Chicago. But let me tell you a bit more about it. Gibson's Bar and Steakhouse has been a Chicago icon since its partners Hugo Raleigh and Steve Lombardo opened its doors 27 years ago in May of 1989. The classic American steakhouse is the first and only in the country to be awarded its own USDA Prime certification. USDA Gibson's Prime Angus Beef is featured along with fresh fish, classic cocktails, and extensive wine lists and exceptional service. Celebrities, Chicago visitors, and loyal neighbors, residents enjoy these three distinct locations. In 2016, the Best of Chicago issue, Chicago Magazine readers named Gibson's Burger one of the best in the city. Gibson's Bar and Steakhouse has also been recognized as the number one steakhouse in Chicago by Eater Chicago, Chicago Reader, and Zygat. Let me tell you a secret. This place did not let down. They bring out the different steaks to show you on a plate so you understand the size, the cuts, etc. you're getting. Just fantastic. I'm actually not a huge steak fan. Uh, I probably had like one or two steaks in my life that I really like just because I usually try to cook them at home and do a poor job. But I am a gigantic fan of seafood. was not going to pass up this chance to get my favorite seafood dish, which is Chilean sea bass. And this one would happen to be miso marinated with a side of homoshimei mushrooms and peas. Just phenomenal. I was here with my mom and my brother. Uh, my dad was in town for a work conference. My mom came down and spent some time with us. And three of us decided to split some sides. So we got baked sweet potatoes and broccoli. It was a fantastic meal. Over eight for sure. Wasn't going to pass it up. I felt like I was there with the guys from the TV show The League. They hang out at Gibson's all the time. The TV show was like pretty nostalgic for me. It's a ton of fun. Got to kind of live that fantastic lunch. Excuse me, fantastic dinner. But what I would recommend, do not take a first date here. Some of the entrees are over $150. <laughs> but not one building that kind of cash on a first date unless you kind of know it's uh, the one for you. But fantastic food. Definitely do not let down. Hopefully be back sometime soon.
as I mentioned, parents were in town, so the next morning we decided to grab lunch together. I ended up stopping off at the Berghoff. The Berghoff restaurant is a classic among Chicago restaurants, serving German-American cuisine and culture since 1898. Herman Berghoff first opened the Berghoff doors as a men's-only saloon and made it start serving free corned beef sandwiches with the purchase of a Stein Berghoff beer. Surviving Prohibition and obtained Chicago's number one liquor license, the Berghoff has become a Chicago dining staple. They are actually known for their root beer also. So, of course, all four of us got a root beer with our sandwiches, but I decided to go with the Tuscan chicken sandwich. This is perfect for lunch. I actually wasn't feeling that good that day, so I wanted something a little spicy, had some kick that I would actually want to continue to eat eating, and it paired really well with the root beer. If you're looking for a classic lunch spot, classic lunch spot in Chicago, downtown, in the Loop, please check out the Berghoff. Highly recommend it. Definitely going to be making it one of my regular places to eat. Up next on our list of our little adventure here throughout the month of November for me is The Publican. In homage to oysters, pork, and beer, The Publican's eclectic menu is inspired by simple farmhouse fare in a space equivocated as a European beer hall. Chef partner Paul Kahn, executive chef Cosmo Ghost, and chef to cuisine Jacob Sandin have been developed a network of providers to supply the restaurant with hand-selected and sustainably raised fish, seafood, and pork. The menu utilizes exceptional products prepared to showcase the farmer's and fishermen's bounty. From classic Belgian-style mussels and seafood stew to house-made terrines and charcuterie, the daily rotated menu reflects the best seasonal and local ingredients available. Presented simply and free of adornment, other favorites include beef heart tartare, country herbs, and publican signature farm chicken, as well as a thoughtful selection of fresh and pickled vegetables. The rustic dishes anchoring the menu are complemented by an extensive international beer list developed by partners Donnie Marada, Edward Seitan, and Terry Alexander. Curated and executed under the leadership of beer director Adam Beverick, the list is meticulously selected and featuring a wide range of modern and historical beer styles, brewery collaborations, and a focused cider selection. Wine and spirits manager Chase Beckramontes rounds out the dining experience with a thoughtfully developed list of housemaid seasonal cocktails, and a wine list centered around northern Italy, Alsace, and the Germanic and Balkanic regions in great varietals. The restaurant's expensive, expansive layout, designed by Thomas Schussler, incorporates strong architectural lines and rustic decor. Reflecting of the publican's hearty fare, its spacious interior is dominated by a large walnut communal table designed to recall the 16th century European banquets. Set up in a racetrack fashion, the banquet table seats upward to 100 people with views of partially open kitchen. This place was phenomenal. Went here for brunch, so glad made reservations. Do not think we were getting in there for at least an hour, hour and a half on a Saturday. Sit down. What do you do when you go to a restaurant that's famous for a couple things? Get one of their famous drinks. I got to get the Publican Mimosa. Fantastic. Actually, was there with a huge foodie. She is a huge donut fan. Actually, runs a donut meetup here in town called Donut Worry, Be Happy. So what do we have to do? Get a donut, of course. But the twist was we got a cinnamon sugar donut muffin. This was very interesting for sure. A mix between a donut and a muffin. Fantastic, very tasty. Glad we definitely got it. So for my main course, I ended up going with the red wine poached eggs with Buddha Noir. 
Very interesting combination. Absolutely loved it. Uh, to be honest, not a fan of blood sausage at all, but I did enjoy everything else that I ate with the meal. A couple things that caught me off guard. Uh, the music selection. Uh, one of the songs happened to be Queen, We Will Rock You. Kind of an interesting choice of music uh, for Sunday brunch. And what also caught me off guard was the pig pens. Yes, if you are in a booth, there are actually doors that close you in. So you're technically like enclosed in the table you're eating at. These are like the pig pens, which is, you know, great atmosphere. It's really just caught me off guard. I was like, okay, this is an interesting scenario, but fantastic place. Absolutely love it. See why people enjoy going there all the time. We'll definitely be back in the future. Since we're already talking about pigs, why don't we hop over to my stop at the Purple Pig. Cheese, swine, and wine, as they call it over there. This experience is the exquisite cuisine of James Beard, rising star chef in 2014. Jimmy Benos Jr. As a fourth-generation restaurant owner, he was mentored by his father, Jimmy Banos, chef and owner of Heaven on Seven, and capital his expertise through training by nationally renowned chefs. Since opening in 2009, under the leadership of Jimmy Banos Jr., the Purple Pig has received numerous accolades, including being named one of the 2010's 10 Best Restaurants in America by Bon Appetit magazine, and a Bib Gourmand recipient from the Michelin Guide Chicago in 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014, among other honors. Dubbed the quote-unquote Prince of Pork by Dana Corwin, food and wine editor-in-chief, Jimmy Jr. brings his love for Mediterranean food to the Windy City in fun, inventive ways at this rustic, shareable plate restaurant conveniently located on the Magnificent Mile. I've been wanting to go here for so long. Every time we go there, it's like ridiculous wait. I got super lucky that we went around like 3 in the afternoon and already eaten a little bit in the morning, so this is the perfect timing for a late brunch, early dinner. It was just breathtaking. I, I, I got, I'm a huge fan of wine, so these wine racks are everywhere, shared tables, we're sitting like next to this family, sitting across from some other people, sitting next to these other people. It was just incredible. I ended up ordering the Croque Signora, which is the picnic ham, house-made, nuja, kale, butternut squash, and mostarsarda. In addition to that, we also split the pork salmon mocha with prosciutto, and then for dessert, we ended up getting a mustachio creme brulee. All share plates, so I went with my friend Milk, got some fantastic food, fantastic one-on-one -on -one time together, just absolutely incredible. If you are looking to go to Purple Pig, the wait is totally worth it. I highly recommend checking it out. The experience, the food, all completely worth it. Up next is Donkey, a new streamlined concept from the team behind the popular Logan Square restaurant table, Donkey and Stick. Donkey opens this summer in the new Revival Food Hall, bringing the restaurant's acclaimed charcuterie program to the loop. Using the elements that have earned the TDS 2-bib gourmands and the best new restaurants non from Chicago Magazine, innovative house-made charcuterie, unique cheese and handmade fresh bread, chef slash partner Scott Manley and partner Matt Sussman will serve approachable and versatile breakfast, lunch, and happy hour menus. Breakfast will include smoked salmon and a selection of toasts, which lunch offering house-made charcuterie and hot and cold sandwiches. 
For happy hour, Donkai will serve customizable charcuterie and cheese place designed paired with a curated list of unique formal wines and craft beers. A dedicated bar area provides seating and meats and cheeses are also available to go throughout catering. Let's like hop right into the menu here at Donkai. Donkai is serving a menu that highlights the original locations we know in charcuterie program in new iterations. The lunch menu offers a selection of handcrafted sandwiches with house-made meats such as Secret Sandwich, which combines Shrenokoff and Duck Liver Mousse, two signature crudy items from the table, Donkey and Stick. During post-work happy hours, the focus shifts to customizable meats and cheese plates, which are designed to be paired with a curated list of small production, unique wines, and craft beers. Cheese and charcuterie are available to go, and catering will be well suited for the loop area. When I walked into Revival Food Hall, I got overwhelmed. So many great restaurants, I actually had to research beforehand where I wanted to go, and Donkey was the one that caught my attention the most. We were with two co-workers from a client side of mine, and when I saw the menu, I'm like, there's one sandwich I have to get, the Puffy Vest. I am a huge Seinfeld fan. If you don't understand the reference, check out on Google, Puffy Vest Seinfeld, hilarious episode, just fantastic. So I had to get it. This was dry and super powdery baguette with a ton of turkey and some cranberry sauce on it. So it was, you know, great food for sure. Uh, just wasn't for me. Huge sandwich for sure. Just a ton of food to eat. Fantastic. Good choice of food for lunch for a lot of people. Just off a little bit of my personal choice. But I'll definitely be going back to Donkey for some other stuff in the very near future. Up next is New Asia. They were actually a vendor at the Strange Food Chicago Fest, so I had to check them out. Plus, it was also a going away dinner with my friend Cindy. So it was me, Ken at Strange Food Chicago, and Cindy for Cindy's going away party. I just sat there and let them order. I just said, whatever you guys want to do, I will eat. And, you know, that turned into mass chaos since we have so much leftover food, but it was fantastic. Started out with a chicken salad. You think, oh, chicken salad, fantastic, interesting. Yeah, it was. It was the whole chicken. So you got the wings, the gizzard, the head, the neck. The, everything you could imagine was all there. It was all just shredded up, thrown right onto your salad. Not for the faint of heart, for sure, but fantastic, classic Vietnamese-style food. Then, for our main dish, we decided to go with the goat hot pot. I don't even remember half of what was in this thing. But eating goat was fantastic, especially out of a hot pot. I love hot pot. Just allows the food to simmer in that hot water. Eat as you go. Only eat as much as you want. Shareable with friends. Everyone's having a great time. It was just fantastic. We had so many leftovers. I had lunch for like the next three days. <laughs> this place is fantastic. It is a very small restaurant. Maybe seats about 20 people total. It's right off of Western on the north side. But if you have the chance to be up there, definitely check it out. New Asia Restaurant. As I mentioned so many times in the past, huge seafood fan, and what does that entail? Sushi. So, let's step out on one of the few sushi stops I checked out this month here in November. Friends Sushi. Definitely was uh, not expecting as great of time as I had here. It is located down River North, but it's kind of tucked away. So you walked in, I was not really expecting what I did. Walk in, all white furniture, atmosphere, etc. So let's, let's dive right into what they have to say. 
Welcome to French Sushi, where the fresh sushi sashimi happens. The best quality of Asian cuisine, with a touch of culinary art and great atmosphere is always paramount. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff are committed to ensuring a memorable experience. They feature only fresh ingredients to ensure the highest quality that cannot be beat. Their passion. It's simple. They want to treat every customer as friends and family. They offer a casual and comfortable atmosphere, excellent food with reasonable price, where customers can come and enjoy their meal whenever they want without waiting for the next birthday or anniversary. Their food, delicious. Tantalizing your taste buds with their exquisite sushi menu. Whether you live locally or in the area on vacation, indulge yourself in a talented sushi chef's impeccable handed fish and rolled sushi. This place was fantastic. Met two very close friends here. They were hanging all day. They had already ordered a bunch of food when I showed up. But let me tell you, this sushi restaurant blew me away. Staff was fantastic. Asked how we were the whole time. Food came out lickety-split once you order it. It was just amazing, especially in River North. It wasn't really that busy, which was fantastic. It had to be jam-packed, a lot of people running around. But I think that's why I really enjoyed it. It was very fun, relaxing. I had a chance to catch up with everyone. So we split unagi roll, an amy roll, a yakuza roll, a futamaki, and a salmon skin. A couple of rolls I haven't tried before, which is fantastic. Right up my alley. I usually stick to the, the eel or the white fish. But it was great. In addition to the white atmosphere, what really caught my attention for something I liked about it was their music. All like 70s jams. You know what I'm talking about, like Motown kind of stuff. It was phenomenal. Right up my alley. I have so many sushi restaurants on my list to go to, but I will definitely be making it back to Friends Sushi for sure. Up next, we took a little detour up to Madison, Wisconsin, opposed to down here in Chicago. For Thanksgiving, I went home to my parents' place, and we ended up going to the Wisconsin Badger football game. So afterwards, we stopped into this new restaurant called Lucille's. Let's dive right into what they're all about. From the local team behind the merchant, Lucille's is a fresh cocktail, craft beer, and pizza and shared plates venue located at 101 King Street at the Gateway of Madison's Historic Culinary and Entertainment Center, the first settlement district of Madison. Executive chef Evan Danellis and Pizarro Chris Gregg's fresh locally sourced menu is inspired by all foods shareable, including their authentic Neapolitan wood-fired pizza and their Detroit-inspired cheddar-crusted steel pan pizza. Built in the late 1920s, 101 King Street was the first home of Capital City Bank and WIBA Radio, Madison's first commercial radio station. With an open-air first-floor bar, amazing being built for dining comfortably, and great views on late night and a warm, funky-headed basement lounge, there are three levels of exploration. They like their classic country, soul, funk, and rock and roll records, and they welcome you to come in, relax, have fun, eat, and drink, and will let your senses do the rest. This place was phenomenal. It was me, my parents, and two of my friends. I, when I walked in, I was like, I have not heard of this place before because I've like, been in Madison for 10 years. It's right around the area, but it's new. It's open atmosphere, fantastic. I just absolutely lo- fell in love the moment I walked in there. Um, huge beer guy. I've been enjoying a couple you know, drinks throughout the day, but decided to slow down a little bit. But had to get a specialty beer here. They're known for their, their brews. So with the Three Spites, which is a white IPA, absolutely phenomenal. Perfect for one beer to have with dinner. We decided to share 
three pizzas amongst each other. So we went with the pumpkin pie pizza, which is butternut squash puree, kale, burrata, sage oil, and pine nuts. Fantastic. We also went with the white wedding pizza, the fantina, underground meats, coletto, prosciutto, baby arugula, and shaved sarvilicio. And because my dad's a picky eater, we ended up going with the plain pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Definitely nothing wrong with that, but it was fantastic. Three pizzas was perfect for five people. Just incredible. Got a chance to try a couple different palettes. I am definitely going back here next time I'm in Madison. Lucille's was a phenomenal restaurant. Up next is the Merriman Social. So hop on over to Milwaukee for us real quick. The Merriman Social is the cumulative dream of partners Andrew Miller, Cameron White, and Samuel Emery. The three partners have been friends for 10 years and have long discussed opening business that not only maintain the highest standards of excellence, but also be part of the bourgeoisie community and have positive impact on its neighbors, employees, and guests. Merriman Social is a gathering place that focuses on serving high-quality seasonal cuisine, boasts an impeccable beverage selection, and strives to deliver hospitality that consists exceeds guest expectations. As much as the restaurant is a reflection of its partners, they also want to emphasize that it is equally an extension of its community, employees, suppliers, and personalities. Collectively, they want to build a business that is an institution in Milwaukee for years to come, and they are thrilled to have you on board for their exciting journey. This place is phenomenal. It's actually under a new name from what it used to be called, which I didn't realize until after I've been in there. I've been there a few times when I was in Milwaukee when it was called The Warehouse. I went there to watch the UW Badgers Sweet 16 Gamers Oregon three years ago, and then I also was there for my friend's gallery showing. She put up a bunch of her artwork up in the upper rafters and had a private party up there. Fantastic. So once I realized that after walking in, I guess got chills for how excited I was for my time I've been here before. Sit down, uh, brunch menu comes out, look at it. Pretty, pretty small brunch menu. Everything's a little bit different. Um, so we decided to split the glazed peanut butter and Oreo donuts. Turning into like a uh, donut fiend for some reason. I don't know why that's happening. <laughs> Probably because I had Chow Mai from Donut Worry on my podcast. But anyways, these peanut butter and Oreo donuts, it was the first day they were available. So we had to get them. It was fantastic. So it's pretty much like a long john and then peanut butter on top and then Oreo is shredded on top of that. Just fantastic. I couldn't decide what I wanted. I was thinking about getting the duck confit hash. So I actually decided to get that, and I went with the hashtag hot and sloppy. The descriptor on the menu is, if you have to ask, just get it. But I'm also looking at it, and it is twice as much money as everything else. Which I usually don't look at the prices, but like when something's twice as much, it means probably twice as much food. So I asked the, you know, the waiter, hey, what's in the hot and sloppy? He goes, you know, Belgian waffle, bacon and eggs, sirop foie gras, and some beef. And by the way, your foie gras is goose liver. I said, okay. I mean, that sounds like fantastic. Like, you know, one in a row, why not give it a try? He goes, okay, man, give it a try. Not that busy of a restaurant, but the food just takes, you know, significantly longer to come out than we kind of expected. Guy brings out uh, duck confit hash, looks really good. And then a couple seconds later, he brings out the hashtag hot and sloppy. I now understand why it took so long to cook. A full Belgian waffle, four strips of bacon, a huge sunny-side-up egg, a long strip of sirop foie gras, and three, yes, three quarter-pound patties of beef, 
with cheese on it. I, you know, you ever heard of the statement, your eyes are bigger than your stomach? Well, I didn't see this, so I still had no chat, but <laughs> like, this was fantastic. Oh, I, I was just dying. I, I did not think I had a chance of finishing it. I really didn't finish it. I got about 75% of the way through it, but it's over a pound of food there, which is like a lot for me to eat. And it was so phenomenal. Talking to the waiter for it, he's like, you know, cheering me on. Oh, man, like, you can do it. Because I'm like, you know, like, pretty scrawny guy. I don't like sit here and eat a lot of food, especially on, on a brunch thing. But it was so worth it. What I would recommend is split it with someone and maybe get, like, an appetizer next time. Not just get one to myself. But that food was so good. I didn't eat, need to eat for the rest of the day. It was so fantastic. If you are in Milwaukee and you want to go to an amazing brunch spot, please check out the Merriman Social. Our last stop in November is another fun little sushi spot, Umai's. At Umai, the experience is meant to be a series of sensations to be shared and lingered over, whether it's a cozy meal for a few or a lively evening out. The interior of Umai has a modern lofty feel with artistic decor of Japanese mural on the wall. The dining room has natural earthy color, dark high ceilings, and hanging lights that make the dining elevated, warm, and hip atmosphere providing an intimate and fun dining experience for any occasion. At the sushi bar, their expert chefs will work their magic, creating a dynamic and interactive dining experience where guests can savor either sushi or the full menu. Umai's Kitchen is a laboratory for innovation. The chefs integrate classic Japanese techniques with international flavors to create sunny, mouth-watering bites for an eclectic crowd. From seasonal exotic fish to excellent sake and wineless, Umai is a promising destination to all enjoy and share. We walked in. It was about a 25-minute wait. Totally fine. It was pouring rain out. It wasn't going anywhere else. Huge juicy fan. I'll definitely put up the wait. Looking around the restaurant, it takes me about two seconds for the most amazing thing to catch my eye. A 007 James Bond poster. I was like, oh, man, this restaurant is fantastic. I'm a huge Bond nerd. I've owned all the movies, watched them like, all the time. It's fantastic. We finally got our seats. The menu is gigantic. It's like eight and a half by 14, double-sided, small print, so much food. I just cannot imagine how they keep up with all that. It was just phenomenal. So we decided to just put two rolls, you know, kind of the classic stuff with the dragon roll and spicy maki with unagi, but fantastic. The one thing that caught me a little bit off guard at this restaurant is I'm going to spend like $100 on a dinner for two people. Maybe have a little bit higher and a silverware napkin. Literally had brown paper napkins and like the chopsticks that you break that you get at like a cafeteria which caught me a little off guard for such an expensive restaurant, but at least something was up, maybe not, but food was fantastic. It's right downtown the Loop. I'll probably make a stop there again. Uh, if you're looking for a great sushi spot in the Loop, definitely check out Umai. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StakeHall. StakeHall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StakeHall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out in the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be one of the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. 
Snakehall is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only. It's soon to be coming into Android, where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game friends to a round of hot wing eating contests. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember. Things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then the other doesn't want to pay up and says, Bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with Snakehall. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get their pretty judge, problem solved. Check them out at stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L dot I-O. Or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stakehall. Check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) 